I ash am a 45-year-old male who is very bald, by the way. I shaved my head, and I was very compelled to buy a new shampoo slash conditioner called Wen <laughs> at two in the morning just the other night because I couldn't resist the, <laughs> the infomercial. It was so well done. I, I seriously almost ordered this thing <laughs> just to see what it felt like. <laughs> well, you've almost convinced me, Kevin, and I'm bald too. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. You're listening to my friend, Ash Roy. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals, where we discuss how to leverage your business. Head over to ProductiveInsights.com for over 100 free tips, articles, videos, and podcasts that help you increase your productivity and maximize your profits to fund the perfect lifestyle. Hello, everyone. Today, I'd like to welcome a very unique guest who has an interesting combination of talents, and that is Kevin Rogers. I met Kevin at the Superfast Business Live conference earlier this month in March 2015, where I had the pleasure of watching him speak. Kevin beautifully combined his talents as a comedian to revive a flagging audience. It was the last leg on the second day of a value-packed conference, and Kevin delivered some spectacular insights into copywriting. Kevin just cracked me up. He used the art of surprise repeatedly in his talk to drive the point home about how surprise plays an important part in copywriting. He used solid examples to demonstrate what he was saying. He got quite a few belly laughs out of the audience and even got us to write down his 4x6 framework, which is pretty impressive considering it was the end of the second day. All this done in 50 minutes and delivered in a very, very entertaining and engaging manner. Kevin is the author of the 60-second sales hook and has a website called copychief.com where you can learn all about copywriting. Kevin's a friend of the legendary copywriter John Carlton and the legendary marketer Dan Kennedy. John Carlton even managed to get Dan Kennedy to join him and Kevin for dinner recently, which I believe is quite a feat. Kevin? <laughs> yes, thank you. Wow, what an intro. I appreciate that. appreciate your feedback on the presentation. You're welcome. That was an amazing conference. Hats off to James for putting it on. And I don't know if you went surfing, but I went surfing twice that week, which at 45 is something I'd never done. <laughs> and I was only sad towards the end of last week when the scabs on my knee began to fade because Ouch. that was like my, my last, you know, physical <laughs> connection to that beautiful Pacific water. So what, it was just a great time. Thank it was you. an amazing conference, wasn't it? And for the listeners, the James that Kevin is referring to is James Shramko, who's a common friend of ours. Yeah, good man. Yes, it was actually John Carlton who prodded Dan Kennedy into dinner. That's right. Which is, is I'm glad you mentioned that because that is no easy task. If your listeners know anything about Dan Kennedy, They'll know that he is amazingly efficient with his time, Yes, does not suffer fools, and is only reachable by fax machine, <laughs> if you right. can imagine. <laughs> and so literally, John prodded him via fax into agreeing to that dinner, and it was a fabulous time, a real treat. Yes, I remember you saying it was a series of faxes that were sent back <laughs> and forth, and the whole that just cracked the audience up. That was one of the icebreakers you used, I think. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes the truth is the funniest thing. <laughs> so true. Okay, so Kevin, you're an expert in copywriting, and you have a very unique ability to combine your other talent, which is comedy, with copywriting. And you delivered a fantastic talk at the Superfast Business Live 10 conference. Let's start by talking about what we mean by the word copywriting. Yeah, sure. 
So copywriting it actually jumps a few industries, but when we talk about it in regards to our business, which is marketing, selling primarily online, but certainly offline as well, we mean the copy, the text that goes into an advertisement. So a copywriter is somebody charged with making any piece of written material get results. It oh. might be an opt-in for somebody to join a list, or it very often is the sale, or it very often is a series of events that lead to the sale. Mm-hmm. So a copywriter is probably the most significant form of writing in that it is immediately measurable on dollars. Important distinction, Ash, is what's the difference between the way we market and the way big corporations market? Uh-huh. what we call image advertising, Madison uh-huh. Avenue stuff. So Coca-Cola, for instance, doesn't need to write a, take out a one-page ad in a magazine and convince the reader to go buy a soda at the end of it uh-huh. <laughs> because people have already experienced their soda. They just need to make their product continuously relevant in okay. the world. And remind the reader or remind the audience of the product. That's it. Yeah, just remind them that they, hey, Cokes are good. They're fun to have every once in a while. Maybe I'll grab one on the way to work. Or, hey, look, Coke is doing this thing. Coke cares about the holidays. Look at these cool polar bears. (laughs) Just, yeah, staying relevant, staying in the public eye. That's really, and then making sure their product quality is good and and very accessible, right? So what we call direct response copywriting is what I do. Uh That means that we directly want our reader or viewer, if it's video, to respond to the ad. So think about those infomercials you see on TV late at night. Uh You know, why is it sometimes you cannot look away from those ads? I, Ash, am a 45-year-old male who is very bald, by the way. I shaved my (laughs) head and I was very compelled to buy a new shampoo slash conditioner called Wen. at two in the morning just the other <laughs> night uh, because I couldn't resist the <laughs> the infomercial. It was so well done. I, I seriously almost ordered this thing <laughs> just to see what it felt like. <laughs> well, you've almost convinced me, Kevin, and I'm bald too, so... My wife accuses me all the time of, uh, you know, yeah, like sleep ordering stuff. Uh, I play a game called What What Came in the Mail Today? <laughs> you know, I totally forget ordering stuff and just like... Hey, what's in this box, I wonder? (laughs) But um, yeah, so direct response is an ad, you know, written to to really engage the reader, inform the reader, sometimes even entertain and and ultimately get them to take action at Uh the end of it. Kevin, I I have to share a couple of points here because it's so relevant. First one is I was walking down the street the other day and I saw one of the best bits of copywriting I've seen on the back of a truck. It said blind man driving. Now, it turns out that the guy who owns the truck has a business that installs blinds on people's windows. I was just like, wow. So I took a photo of that thing and I uploaded the image to Facebook. A couple of months later, we needed to get our blinds replaced. Mm. And I actually pulled up that photo from my Facebook account, got the phone number, which was Mm. just under the words blind man driving. 
and call the guy up. So that's the power of good copywriting, isn't it? It sure is. That's a great example of, you know, not taking yourself too seriously, having a little fun. If you could get somebody, as my friend John Carlton says, a copywriter's job is to be the thing your prospect will encounter that day that wakes them out of their zombie state. Beautifully put. And so there you are in traffic, just really wanting to get through it, get to your destination. And all of a sudden you see something so clever uh, and amusing that it, it inspires you to take out your phone, snap a picture, and just a couple of days later, it turns into money for that right. clever <laughs> blind uh, company salesman. So that's bravo, man. That's just an amazing piece of copywriting. The other point I wanted to make was in my interview with Chris Garrett just a few days ago, Coca-Cola came up in the conversation, and Chris was saying something really interesting about how Coca-Cola comes from a background of the whole Mad Men era where it was very top-down advertising and they used a lot of above-the-line kind of advertising. If they don't change their style of advertising, they have the risk of becoming irrelevant because people no longer want to be marketed to. People want to be part of a conversation which happens between the buyer and the seller And copywriting is such a critical part of that because copywriting can invite the buyer into a conversation like nothing else can. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I'd say that's that's an interesting observation. I'll never say too big to fail. You know, there's certain brands that feel that way. But I will say this. If you look at things like candy bars, if you go into any health food store or any Whole Foods or something, you'll see a whole rack of designer Mm -hmm. candy and specialty candies. And if you look at the way that those smaller companies market Mm. themselves, you do feel like you're a part of something when you purchase one of those bars compared to say a Hershey Mm. bar. So I I think it is very relevant. This is what I call the unfair advantage Mm. of the small business owner, Ash. Uh, This is what I love about the industry we're in, direct response marketing, is that because We are typically, as entrepreneurs, the only filter between how our message reaches Uh the audience. We get to say and do whatever we want in a way that inspires attention, Uh right? So for instance, let's just take your example of the blind Uh man driving, right? I'm guessing that's a small business owner. It is. Um, And so if, if that was a big corporation, they would have a team of lawyers and a board and somebody would come up with this great idea and say, Hey, what, what if we wrote blind man driving on our vans? Wouldn't that be clever? Well, then there'd be 20 meetings around it. And then (laughs) they'd survey, they'd, they'd hold a focus group and somebody would mention that that could possibly be offensive to blind people, even though blind people probably shouldn't be in traffic driving to, to read it or how would they read it? And then they discuss, should we put it in Braille in case then they could be offended that it wasn't in Braille? And by the time they were done dissecting every possible bad thing that could happen from that decision, that nobody would find it clever at all anymore and it would die. I couldn't agree more, Kevin. I've worked in the corporate world for 15 to 20 years and I can totally validate what you're saying. They would have 20 meetings about it. The legal guys would have something to say. There would be all sorts of risk assessments. And by the time they're done with it, they've just torn the damn idea to shreds and it's all over. Yeah. Yeah. And who, and who cares anymore? Just move on to the next thing that we're going to slowly suck the life out of, you know? Exactly. And back to automaton land. <laughs> 
That's right. Yeah. It's like that movie Wally where, where everybody goes to that planet where they just sit in those carts and, and stare at a screen and, and <laughs> fly around all day and get fat, right? Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's the, so the unfair advantage is that we get to decide how to communicate. And while on one hand, that can be feel like a daunting task to do our own copywriting and come up with our own creative, oftentimes all it takes is being sincere, telling a good story, sharing a little bit about yourself and your struggle. That is the key to bonding is to share your struggle, your journey, and uh, a lot of stuff that big corporations just would never let through because they'd be so afraid of any legal or social ramifications, or even just to let down their guard enough to say, hey, guess what? We're human too. Mm, Great discussion, Kevin. In fact, we've touched on our second point. Why should business owners see copywriting as a critical business tool? You've said it is a way in which to engage the reader and give you this unfair advantage, which large corporations don't have the luxury of because they have so much red tape. Is there any other strong reasons why a business owner should look at copywriting as a, as a business tool, as a critical business tool? Oh, yeah, so many, <laughs> so many. I mean, for, you know, the most obvious one is that it, it, it leads to the sale. Mm-hmm. For instance, there's a major obsession with traffic in our industry, and rightly so, because it's always changing the rules on how you can get traffic and how you can run ads. So it's, it's always a hot topic. However, the fastest way to increase your profit is to convert more effectively mm-hmm. the traffic you have now. And that's the copywriting, right? And so mm-hmm. a lot of people, rather than test what they've got or seek help from colleagues or professionals to improve their copy and their conversions, they stay very focused on getting new and, and more and, and bigger traffic. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a quick way to lose a lot of money. Yeah, it's a great point. I would rather have 100 visitors to my website with a 50% conversion rate than 1,000 visitors to my website with a 1% conversion rate. That's the truth. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, and there's the countless stories out there of, of, of small business owners, entrepreneurs making incredible amounts of money with lists of 1,000 people, 2,000 people, even less. It really is about engagement. That's another reason to focus on copy. And the other reason is something I also touched on a little bit is that it can be very hard to tell your own story. Even copywriters will tell you, Ash, that they're their own worst clients it's always the most difficult to write about you and your own products. You know, we all get very myopic because we live in it every day. And when you bring in a fresh pair of eyes that you can trust Mm -hmm. to give new perspectives and come up with new creatives, it opens up a whole new world of, of possibilities. That is such a good point, Kevin. I actually hadn't thought of that, but you're absolutely right. We do get myopic. We have a lot of noise in our heads about how we see our own product. We have a lot of assumptions that we think that the rest of the world can see, but actually can't. And this is where having an independent copywriter helps immensely. I believe that you have a website where you actually have a fantastic community where people can learn copywriting and collaborate with each other. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's sort of my dream come true. It's called Copy Chief copychief.com. That's right. Yeah. Copychief.com. And my dream was to create a community where we could solve this very problem because I've been fortunate to have some success in my career as a freelance copywriter. And as a result, my dance card would stay full. My clients would constantly ask me who I could recommend if I was not available. I had a very small list of writers that I, first of all, knew even of 
Second, felt I knew them and their work well enough to give them my endorsement and recommend them. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, I had many copywriters who would love to have some more success themselves, find more clients, maybe just get their first client. And they were coming to me asking for advice and coaching and apprenticeships. I'm a person who really likes to help when I can. And I certainly remember what it was like to be starting out in this business and having no idea what it turned to find success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought problem is all these people need each other. And nobody knows how to find each other, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you go on Facebook or if you go to some free forums, you'll quickly be frightened to death at the sort of the language and the posturing of a lot of quote unquote copywriters. It seems like the loudest people in the business are also the most brash. Uh And those people spend a lot of time, oddly enough, Ash, they have many hours in their day to do nothing else than to, you know, criticize and bully (laughs) and argue. That bummed me out to think that a business owner who really needed the help of a good copywriter would only see that Uh as uh, representing what a copywriter is and how they think and behave. So I said, I'm going to create a community where only all these great copywriters who have big hearts and love to help and are very passionate about their work, can come and hang out, and business owners can come and post up copy just for review and get good feedback and get lots of help in the community, in the forums. And to me, that was the ultimate way to vet a copywriter who you may want to hire is to see them show off for you a little bit, right? Be helpful. You get to go look at some of their other postings. What if we all lived in the same neighborhood, right? you'd know where all the copywriters hung out and then you'd go over to that section of town and kind of mingle with those people and say, Hey, who do I resonate with the most with? I know where this guy lives. I know what he's like. Let me hire this guy Uh rather than, you know, just taking a stab in the dark. That's essentially what copy chief does. It's become a really active marketplace. And, you know, I'm really excited that so many quality people, many of which who I'd never heard of even before I opened Copy Chief, have come in and really take it over the place in a very positive way. Cool. Well, you have a very powerful why for establishing CopyChief.com, Kevin, and I think you've just got yourself a new member. <laughs> You'll love it. You will absolutely love it. You'd be the perfect addition. And, you know, it's cool is the business owners help each other out as well. Yeah. Not to make this into a, a, an infomercial itself. <laughs> uh, act now and you'll also receive. <laughs> but I, I do want to mention that there a, another great part of it is that every month I do a new training. And so that sort of puts everybody on the same page as far as the language we're speaking. So if you feel like you don't know anything about copy, you have no idea where to go to get better at it. It's also a great uh, you know, place to do just that. Cool. Sounds really good. I'm going to check it out. Okay, let's move on to the next point, which is how copywriting applies to businesses that are looking to leverage the online channel. Now, I already have some ideas around this. If I can just imagine that blind man driving sign, you literally take a photo of that truck and stick it on Facebook. There you go, an opportunity right there to leverage the online channel. Copywriting allows small businesses to take advantage of the level playing field that the internet offers and approach the mass market through very good quality copywriting that is unfettered by 
all the crappy red tape that exists in the large corporations. Yeah, well, it's interesting. There's obviously limitations, right? You're talking about running a an ad campaign on Facebook or just, just any use of social media? I'm saying just any use. It was just a general okay. throwaway idea. Yeah. But I agree that Facebook has these these restrictions where your print can't be more than 20% of the size of the photo. Right. So, so there are those limitations to work around. As an outlet, as a tribe-building tool, it's incredibly powerful. And you know what's an interesting thing to me, Ash, about Facebook is that I always find the smallest intricacy can be the difference between a post that sort of goes viral within Mm -hmm. your own little universe there, meaning Mm -hmm. it gets some shares, it gets a bunch of comments and likes, or one that just gets completely ignored, right? Mm -hmm. And one of those things is that if it at all looks like you're trying to uh, manipulate the medium, people will just gladly ignore you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And so one of the counterintuitive things that I found about social media is that my longer posts tend to get the most attention. You know, people would think, well, it's built for short attention spans and people want to click and move on to the next thing. But if you're very strategic about how you phrase those first couple paragraphs and draw people into a personal story, I think you'd be amazed at how much you can get read. And the longer people read, the the more engaged they are and the deeper connection you're making. Yeah, it's an amazing tool that I think everybody's still figuring out, you know, within the guidelines and just within their own personal relationship with it. Yes, I think that length of copy doesn't matter as long as it's keeping the reader engaged. Yeah, another way to phrase that is as long as it needs to be to make the sale. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, people will say, who would read all that? And mm. I've said it myself. And you'll notice the times you're thinking that you're probably not very engaged in the topic that you're seeing the sales letter about. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's like finance. It's just not my thing. My brain doesn't work well with finance and numbers. <laughs> Some of the best copywriting on the planet is, is financial copywriting. Mm-hmm. But but they have some of the greatest attention spans. But I scroll through some of those sales letters and I just think, my Lord, I couldn't imagine reading all this. But believe me, it does get read. Mm -hmm. And it all really relates to the level of pain Yes. of your reader. Like, like you know, think about the problem you're solving for them yes. Yes. and put yourself in their shoes and say, gosh, how many questions would I have around this if this were my problem? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and so that adds up to a lot of words very quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. The hungry audience, right? That's exactly right. Right. And it's a very important thing in your life. Really nothing else is taking up your mind when you've got that going on. You know, same with divorce, any kind of illness, you know, any news from the doctor is going to get people reading a lot, a lot of copy. And so, yeah, you got to think about that. A lot of us live in the middle where we're maybe not solving a life or death issue for people, Mm -hmm. but we're really trying to help them over a long existing hurdle. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of weight loss as a common one. Mm-hmm. You know, most people who buy weight loss products are not buying their first weight loss product. So then you have to start thinking about positioning yourself against other products, things they may have tried and failed with, right? Mm-hmm. Think about the level of severity of the problem you're solving for your prospect and how saturated is the market? How likely is it that they've tried and potentially failed with similar products because you need to make sure they understand that yours is different and unique. And again, that's one of those things that it's easy to forget when it's our product and we're very close to it, what makes it unique and what makes it so interesting and not like everything else. So, And, And that's where the copywriting talent comes in. 
understanding your audience, being a word artist, coming up with exactly how to phrase and frame the proposition really cuts through to the pain point and solves the customer's problem. Yeah, it does. But, you know, I, I don't want people to feel intimidated that they have to be a wordsmith <laughs> or, or even enjoy writing because the truth is there's a great phrase in our business that I say, clarity trumps persuasion. And very often just making sure you're clear about the solution you're offering and why it's different and better for your best prospects is enough to make the sale. Great, great insight. Thank you for that. I've actually written that down. Clarity trumps persuasion. That actually is a great segue into the next point, which is what are the main objections people have about getting started with copywriting and how can they overcome them in your experience? Getting started. Yeah. So if it's for themselves, I think they probably feel like it is complicated and that they need to know some kind of verbal wizardry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, NLP, if you're familiar with that term, yes. neuro-linguistic programming, yep. it comes up a lot when people are exploring what copywriting is. And again, go back to that phrase we just used, clarity trumps persuasion. Sometimes just start with the basics, be clear about your offer, then you can get into the exactly how to phrase things and stuff later. Another thing is people tend to get caught up on things like headlines. You know, one of the first things you'll learn about copy is when you start to read about it, you'll see people saying that the headline of the ad could be responsible for up to, you know, 40 or 60 percent of the success of the ad. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I guess that could be true in some cases. I don't know that you could put such an exact number on that. But because of that, what people will tend to do is because the headline's at the top of the page, mm. they think, well, I better write the headline first. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the hardest things you could ever do. In fact, it's the last thing you should probably write in your ad. Okay. Because when you've written everything else, you've written the offer and you've written all your, what we call the bullets, all the little short sentences that talk about the benefits mm -hmm. of the product. When you've done all that, oftentimes the best headline will come out of a bullet mm. and you won't have to sit and toil over what the headline should be. Mm. But when you start with the headline before you've got the rest of the ad in front of you, it could be really daunting. And a lot of people just throw their hands up and say, this is too hard. I see what you mean. When you have the full ad in front of you, you have that perspective and you can look at what you're trying to say holistically and then pick out the piece that drives the most clarity and simplicity in what you're trying to express and make that the headline. Is that correct? That's exactly right. Yep. Okay. So just our last point now, what actions can a listener take to get some quick wins and just get started with copywriting and implement some of the ideas that we've talked about in this podcast? I know the, the one thing that could help them the most is to, you mentioned my book, mm -hmm. The 60 Second Sales Hook. Yeah. It's available two ways. It's a, it's a whole $5 on Amazon. Mm -hmm. If you like paperback books and to hold them in your hand, I, I prefer that. Mm -hmm. What I'd like even better is if you went and downloaded it for free at 60secondsaleshook.com cool. and, and read the PDF because it'll give you immediate access to it and it'll put you on my list so that I can offer you even more cool stuff. And over at the blog at Copy Chief, I'm constantly updating new stuff. You know what I love to do, Ash? I love to teach people to see the what I call the sales influencers all around them every day. Anybody that's in marketing or is an entrepreneur really loves that kind of stuff. I find that the most inspiring. There's so many 
things we react to all around us all the time that we don't even really realize we're responding to. And once we start to tap into that almost like secret language going on all around us, it makes it much easier to sell our products without feeling creepy or overbearing. Uh Um, and so inside the 60 second sales hook, you'll find, I, I spent my twenties as a stand-up comedian Uh touring the United States and telling jokes in nightclubs for a living. Uh And I used that experience and, and took a joke formula that Uh anybody who reads the book will quickly recognize and turned it by changing just the last part of it into a sales hook. That's just four sentences long that anybody can use to quickly explain who they are, you know, what they've got and why somebody should want it in about 60 seconds or less. Okay, so to get this $5 book for free, they need to just go to 60secondsaleshook.com, is that right? That's it, yep. Awesome. That brings us to the end of our interview, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Yeah, it was my pleasure, Ash. It was great meeting you and I love what you're doing with this podcast. I know it's gonna be a huge success for you, so thanks for doing it. Thank you so much. Head over to ProductiveInsights.com for over a 100 free tips, articles, videos, and podcasts that help you increase your productivity and maximize your profits to fund the perfect lifestyle. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. You're listening to my friend, Ash Roy. 